Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls podcast supported by Blue Collar Street Food. Well, it's a slightly more upbeat edition today, a one-all draw at Millwall. It showed a little bit of spirit and to help me talk through it, I've been joined by Matt Lansley. Hi, Matt. Evening, Paul. Evening. And I've also been joined by Dave Stevens. Hi, Dave. Hey, Paul. So, kind of, what did we think then when we saw the team news that Estevez was out and Aluka was also got dropped out? And we saw Mate and Holmes come into the team. Were you kind of happy with that news there, Matt? Um, I mean, it was pretty expected, to be honest. Um, a fit Mate is always, always going to be coming into the squad. Um, no complaints at Holmes, Holmes coming back in because I think he, he, he showed today as well why he deserves to be, to be in the team team very you know we, we knew we were going to put out a more defensively solid team um the only one i was disappointed at was elise not starting really because i think well he, it's it's just that samedo in a cam spot and it's like i just think that was the only real disappointment i had with the team sheet everything else was pretty pretty much as you'd expect yeah, really. michael lisa goes on to show his worth there doesn't he later in the game when he comes on but we'll go talk about it a bit in a bit Put my teeth back in. Um, uh, so, Dave, what did you kind of make of the lineup? With kind of similar feelings as Matt. Yeah, I think um, one of Estevez and Raphael needed to be um, rested today, uh, just to let them settle. And the obvious choice is Estevez, uh, younger, uh, less critical position. Um, I do think Holmes had a great game, uh, uh, and. and showed why uh, what he offers differently to Estevez um, and of course Mate come back in does does seem to firm up that side of the field as well so it's a bit more cover uh, so no, no surprises come back and yeah I think it was a pretty good selection yeah I totally agree on Tom Holmes I thought he did really well um, didn't light up the game didn't do but didn't do anything wrong I didn't notice him making any mistakes there wasn't constant flow of traffic from Millwall on that side of the pitch at all obviously helped by the fact that Yaku Mate is there as well we always underrate how much work it is. I've talked about that a fair bit, so I won't go through that again. But that first 25 minutes, 30 minutes, even 40, was pretty poor from both teams, wasn't it, Matt? Yeah, I think I saw I saw a tweet just before halftime. It was a classic championship game, and it could not have been more championship if you search through the annals. <laughs> um, to say it was low on quality, I think, would have been uh, quite kind on the game. Um, yeah, just uh, nothing really happened. I think we had one shot, what was it, Yakubu Meite from about 30 yards or something. Um but yeah, I mean, we defended. We defended pretty well. Millwall they looked okay in the middle of the field, but when it got when it got to the defence, it was it was a lot more resolute. There was a lot. It was a lot sharper. Um, it was quite a bitty first half though, which probably probably helped. You know, we, you know, a, a one a one nil a one one or a nil nil would have been perfect for us today. I think so. Coming into the game, you would have thought that. Yeah. So kind of like we get into the last few moments of the first half. Now that free kick, Dave. Well. First of all, was it a free kick? And what a finish that was from Joe Wallace there as well. Yeah, it was an amazing finish. Um, you, you can't say anything fairer than that. I mean, Jed Wallace is a player that he, not to speak ill of other clubs, but they say it about us and it's probably fair too. Like, why is he at Millwall? Like, he's such a good player. Um, you'd have thought he'd gone somewhere with, with a bit more um, punch to it. But Fair play, maybe likes the club, maybe wants to stay there. That's that's cool. Um, I, I've i only seen it twice now. I did manage to get one replay since we last spoke. But um, Rinomota 
does like kind of clatter into the back of him a little, but it's not like he takes his legs, he like leans on him and he, he's got his shot away. And I, I don't think that it should have been a free kick, really. Um, but, you know, mate, letter of the law, sure, there's contact, he, he gets knocked down. Um, and that free kick, as he was lining up for it, it did look like he had a little little bit of confidence about liking the position he was in and everything else. And, yeah, I mean, it's, it's top corner. Like, no one's saving that. Sometimes when you concede a goal, you just got to say, yeah, fair play. <laughs> That's just a bit too good. I know you've been critical of the uh, Raphael, Matt, and you're not maybe his biggest fan, which is fair to say. We all have opinions. But he couldn't do anything about that run, could he, really? Oh, no. no, but you could have still dived. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what it is. It's. Just, I just find it frustrating when a keeper doesn't dive. I don't know if it's an effort thing or or what. It's just. Oh, I, he he might never have got there, but he might have got there. We'll never know because he didn't dive. You know, like his positioning was good. He couldn't have got his positioning any better. You know, just. Yeah, it, 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 it was a great free kick. It was a great free kick and probably frustrated just because of how poor the first half was in general and it was just a kick in the teeth, really. But, but yeah. I mean, I can confirm to you that he would never have got that. <laughs> it's kind of, when you look at it, you just in think... In a parallel time... universe, he did save it and we've won 1-0. <laughs> just yeah. saying. No, fair <laughs> enough. It's like David Beckham did that to so many goalies. You look at when we scored that equaliser against Greece all those years ago he doesn't even move because he knows he's not getting to it and it's a kind of similar level I would say of free kick of where he's put it and not more importantly the pace of that ball he doesn't just put it there he's really whipped it in um, it was disappointing though to go in 1-0 down at half time we all felt that we had to make a change and Michael Lise definitely would have been someone I would have been bringing on how much better were we for moments in that second half with Elise, Matt, what did you think of his performance and his kind of contribution? Well, it was definitely the first 15 minutes of the of the second half, 15, 20 minutes. We came out all guns blazing and you only thought, you know, we were going to go on and win, essentially, from that, you know. And Elise was at the heart of everything, really. He tailed off a little bit towards the end of the game. But, I mean, he was popping passes left, right and centre. I, I, I don't like it when he drops when he drops deep. More often, I know I know some people phrase the term, you know, where attacking players want to come back and be the quarterback. But, you know, I'd, I'd rather him be be up the pitch personally um, and affecting it up there, um, rather having Rene Motor in the forward positions, which he often found himself in. But, I mean, he comes on and he changes the game. There's no two ways about it, you know. And um, it, it was a frustration before the game because you know he can do that and you know he's an attacking player like that. You know he's got passes tricks in him it was just like immediately when he when he when he came on he was popping ball rolls and you know volleyed passes and everything and and you just think where was this first half you know we need this from the start starting Samedo Pauno's almost pretty much shooting himself in the foot you know at the start of the game essentially he's wasting 45 minutes you know yes Samedo has some nice runs in him but he's not an attacking midfielder and I think that's the biggest frustration of it because you know we've got someone like Elisa on the bench who you know, he, oh, you can even put him on the wing. You know, you can even put him on the left, play a Jaria central. You know, you can do either. Um, so, yeah. If we look at it, though, this is the first time we picked up a point this season after conceding first. And Michael Lise obviously plays it through. For Lucas Jow, um, yeah, he gets the shot on target. It goes in. Fantastic. We all love that as Redden fans, don't we, Dave? But as we were just saying on the Periscope, their goalie has had a bit of a shocker, hasn't he? 
Yeah, you, you never really want to see your, your keeper get nutmegged. So, uh, yeah, I, I know we, we just said it on the Periscope, but I'll say it again. Like, uh, you don't often see a nutmeg, and, and it's a joy to behold when it's not against your team. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yes. But yeah, he puts the ball in, like uh, Elise putting the ball in, uh, sets it up beautifully. That's the difference from the first half. And uh, he does it again later on. So it's clearly not a fluke. Um, I think for me, the Elise Samido thing, I think Samido had some good moments in that first half. Um, but overall, it's just the wrong way around. You start Elise, you bring Samido on after you've had that. Um, that impact from Elise, hopefully get a couple of goals. And then Samido has that, he can attack, but he's also a lot more defensive. Yeah, I totally agree on Samido because also it means that if we are winning in a game, we can also take off one of Lauren or Renamoto. And they're kind of run, they will start to run on empty again very soon because they never get substituted, do they? So it would be perfect to have it that way around. And I think, I hope that we see that kind of switch around that you just mentioned there for the Bristol City match. Um, so kind of like after that, there was a bit of a kind of lull in play, wasn't there? Kind of Millwall attacks. There wasn't much quality from both teams. And then we moved slowly into the last 10 minutes. And then all of a sudden, we start to see golden opportunities, which both teams miss. Leonard has the first opportunity, which he just he gets a header, but... I don't know how he managed to do it, but he heads it over from completely open, Matt, wasn't it? I mean, if we miss that chance, we'd be devastated. Absolutely. And I think all he needs to actually do is just chuck his body at it, not even his head. He just needs to bundle it in. It's the weirdest miss ever because he almost tries and drags his head back. It's, it's the weirdest of misses almost. I mean, I'm bloody relieved he did miss it because it was I mean the defending just went completely awry you know it was almost watching the Bournemouth second half again for, for for at times looking at some of the defending in the middle between between Moore and Morrison where they went I do not know but I mean it was the strangest of misses <laughs> well look at our defence there though haven't you Dave that is wide open yeah, they, they were getting far too many chances. Um, something that we've seen for a while, even when we're doing well, um, is players not going out to close down the cross, um, which starts the, the problem. And then coming in, we're, we're not getting the ball away uh, like we used to. And early parts of their season, it seemed like anything that came into the box, like Raphael didn't even really need to worry about it. It was, it was getting cleared out. And that's just not happening the last few games, obviously. Um I think it will come down to a, a question of being clinical. Um, when we were clinical, it was covering some some gaps clearly. And when other teams are clinical, we're making the mistakes that they can punish. Noel didn't punish them tonight. Oh, I'm so glad about that, aren't we? <laughs> it's a beautiful <laughs> that we haven't suffered for it. I think we needed a little bit of luck to get back into some kind of momentum. A win, a draw tonight is massive, obviously. But it stops it. We're now kind of like moving forward. And if we can get something against Bristol City, that would be great. But Varson comes on and you're, I'm thinking he's the kind of man that will come back and haunt us in some way or another. And he sets up Jed Wallace with, I would say, just as good a chance as the one they'd had before Millwall. And just fires it straight at Raphael, Matt. I thought you were going to turn into Tim Deller for a second there, calling uh, Bodvarsson the greatest player since, since sliced bread. But <laughs> not quite. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I mean, I was ha- I was I was happy when he came on because he's not exactly a goal scorer. So, but um, but yeah, no, he, he he set up a he set up a good chance for for Wallace and 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 again, I mean, Raphael nearly 
makes another blunder. Um, it nearly spins over. Come on, he saves it, man. Come on. Straight at him. <laughs> Raphael has this amazing ability to make the simplest of saves look like utter worldies. It was like one that was earlier in the half. It was straight yeah. at him. And and he, he almost does a backflip to save it over the bar. And it's straight at him. This one was straight at him. And he still nearly lets it roll over him. Um, it, it was a good save. He did what he needed to do, which is good. It's an improvement. <laughs> um, but like, um, I mean, it was more. It was just more a poor finish, really, because I mean, it, again, Wallace was wide open. You know, it, it's a good cutback from Bodvarsson. But I mean, where um, Richards went on the left, God knows it pulled more out and it left Wallace in so much space. You know, maybe you'd want you'd want one of either Rinomoto or Laurent tracking him in the middle there. But I mean, he found himself in five yards of space. You know, ten yards out. Um, so again, if if you're a Millwall fan, you're kicking yourself if that's if that's you know a Jari or. Mate, missing that you're throwing stuff at your TV. So it's interesting you mentioned about the midfielders not midfielders not tracking. This is something that we saw against Bournemouth as well. I think it's becoming a trend that we're seeing. This is mm. the thing that teams are picking out: is you can run off our midfielders, and they might track you eighty percent of the time, but it's that twenty percent that if you just get yourself a little bit of luck, the ball comes to you, you're going to get a golden opportunity. But kind of having said that, we did have a really I'd say a pretty good chance right at the end. It was not the same kind of level as the Millwall ones that they'd had. But Lucas Jow is played in by a little bit of magic by Michael Elise again. Do you think he should score there, Dave? Um, uh, it's a kind of, it's a tough one, isn't it? It's tough, yeah. Um, I, I'd say I expected him to score because he's been scoring those and he's on such good form. I don't think it was a howler that he missed. Um, you know, you try and put it across the keeper so he can't get to it. You've got to go for the far corner. It wasn't that far wide. Um, I don't think it's something that we we would attack him for. Um, but I must say, in that position, I just assume he's going to score this season. So I thought it was going to go in. So I was disappointed. But like we said earlier, like it, it's one of those where if all of the chances that were really good could have gone in it probably still would have been a draw because both teams had them yeah that's Millwall's seventh draw out of 13 this season and they've now only won one of seven home matches so now they've got two goals in their last five matches they can't score they definitely cannot score goals and they could see why they're struggling with their ability in front of goal tonight I mean did we play that much better than if you were to look at the performance, which performance would you say was the better? The Bournemouth one, if you look at the whole 90 minutes, or the one tonight, Matt? Which one would you say was of a higher quality? Because the first 45 against Bournemouth, we were really good. But we got a point tonight. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the quality um, performance yeah. doesn't matter, does it? Um, <laughs> it's, I, I don't think you can say the Bournemouth performance was was better than than tonight because I mean defensively we were absolutely cataclysmic on Saturday you know I don't think and I think that's putting it putting it nicely um, but would we have been if we'd have been playing a team with quality of Bournemouth tonight though because you look at the chances that Millwall had yeah it's one thing I was thinking during the game to be fair because like I was I, I was thinking you know when, when we I mean Millwall are no pushovers you know they're, they're a tough team to beat you know they've not conceded many either you know they haven't scored many but I think they're, they're still in positive goal difference I think it was nine goals they'd conceded in 12 before this game so you know they might not score but they don't concede you, you know so it's it's always it's always going to be tough 
always going to be tough. Um, you know, and had you have said we'll have a scrappy one-one, hell yeah, I would have taken it before the game. Um, you know, so I, I'd if I'd, I'd much rather see performances like tonight and get points rather than nice performances, fancy performances like on Saturday and just throw away three points through just just dreadful defending and goalkeeping errors from from some I don't even know from where just yeah <laughs> need to let that go it's <laughs> kind of it was a tricky one tonight wasn't it Dave it was never going to be easy to go to Millwall um probably made a little bit easier by the fact that none of their fans are there yeah it's it's funny like we always talk about you know the, the stereotypical tough place to go obviously the fans are a large part of that but at the same time you, you look at the way they play, um, the way they're set up, it, it's their ground, that means something to them. Like It, it was never going to be an easy game. And I think Millwall are one of those classic teams that are consistently underrated. Um, I, I don't think they're going to be going up anytime soon or, or like they're, they're just unlucky and that's why they haven't been promoted. But they're not whipping boys by any means. Um, they they know how to set up defensively. They've got a massive centre-back pairing um, and their goalkeepers actually, not make tonight aside, won the best in championship uh, for the last few years in, in my book. So, um, yeah, it, it it's not something where... I've seen people before the game being like, oh, we've got to beat Millwall. I disagree. I don't think that that is as clear-cut as, as people have made out. So we now sit six in the championship. If you just look at that, take away the recent run we've been on. If you would have said that at the beginning of the season, we would have said that was magical, wouldn't we, Matt? I mean, it's kind of, you have to realise where we are. I see some people saying to me, oh, if we don't win the next couple of games, we'll pick up some points. Panovic is going to be under pressure. I can't see it. I mean, if you look at where we are, if we continue to lose again, maybe, but not at the moment, surely. Um, not at the moment, but had we have lost today and you get another couple of losses, you know, you could be mid-table, you know, and after a start like we had, and if you go, you know, seven, eight games without a win, let alone losses on the bounce, you know, there's always going to be questions asked, you know. Um, it's why I think tonight was, you know, we've said it already, it was crucial, you know, to to just get get a point point on the board, just break the mould and, and um, you know, look towards Bristol, but it's going to be a, very very tough game you know at the weekend um but i think tonight he's at least bought himself a bit a bit more time you know so or just really not bought time but relieved the pressure on himself because i think there there would have been pressure you know if he loses again tonight it's it's five on the bounce you're going into a team that's i think they're third in the table bristol almost needing needing a result you know um i think if we, we you know, we can we can come away with Bristol with, with with a with a point. You'd be relatively content then, and you can start looking forwards again. Um, I think that that was the biggest thing because too many times we've come out of runs of games and we're looking behind us. You know, we don't want to be looking behind us. Nothing. That was the most depressing thing. You know, we had such a you know amazing start. You know, you really thought, wow, is is there actually some um, some substance to this? You know. Um, and then you see stuff that we've seen over the past three years, individual errors, goalkeeping errors, stupid goals to give away, and you just start thinking, Christ, here we go again. Um, 
So it, that, 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 that's 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 why I think it, it, it was important to, to kind of break out of that and you know just look forward again rather than looking behind you. Oh, yeah, I know. I understand that. We've all been um, kind of uh, slightly damaged by the last few seasons of watching Redden FC. And building any real faith in the team is hard. And equally, I think it's hard for them because they've been through it as well. We've only really got one new player from last season that we've actually signed. And that is Josh Lauren. Obviously, Tom Holmes is coming to the team. So you could kind of count him as a new player. But if you look at some stats we've just got here, we're 11 points better off after 13 games than any of the last three seasons. And we're still full better off than after 13 games than in the Stam playoff season. I mean, Dave, if you just look at the cold stats, that's pretty impressive, isn't it? Yeah, it, it really is. And um, I think a combination of we're all, we all got a bit carried away because uh, some of the performances at the start of the season were magic and, and, and nine points clear at one point. Um, so you can forgive everyone for getting a little carried away. Uh, then, as ever, going from a high position to a lower one, no matter what those positions are, is always going to feel worse than going from a lower position to a higher one. So uh, that that puts it in a light that I think is the right way to look at it. Like, look, look at our progress over um, the same period previous seasons, previous seasons that were dire and awful and terrible. Um, and then you mentioned that the stand playoff season, like that was exciting, but it wasn't like great. <laughs> the, the way we were playing some of the results, the inconsistencies, the, the run we've been on recently has been disappointing, but for perspective, we should look at the fact that we're in a position to be disappointed rather than just more of the same. So uh, yeah. definitely some real bright sparks in the team. And, and Josh Lauren is still, to my mind, one of the best signings we've ever made. Um, the, the transformation he's caused within the team has been huge. Ever made? That's a big one. <laughs> that is, wow. That is Top, a big 10 one there. Top 10 for me. Top 10. Top 10, For a single well, player impact. Single player impact. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't reverse that, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stand by. No, he's been good. Tell, tell him I said it. It's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll own it. <laughs> so if we look at our next three matches, we've got Bristol City at home, Sheffield Wednesday away, and Nottingham Forest at home. Now, obviously, Bristol City is going to be tough, but the other two, they're winnable. And they're, no game is easy in the championship. I'll tick off that cliche there. But Matt, you'd be hoping to get at least, at least five points there, wouldn't you? Absolutely. And I think it's why, you know, tonight was was so key because you know you don't want to be going into a, a big game against you know um uh, a fellow top six team i'm calling us that yes i am <laughs> because we are there it's a fact. It's a fact. the table yeah. doesn't lie it's facts <laughs> um yeah you know you go into you know you go into a game against bristol city a tough tough game you know if if if, if we lose there it's it's not catastrophic as we picked up a point tonight. You know, we can still go into, you know, Sheffield Wednesday and Forest hoping to get six out of six, I think you could say, you know, because Forest, ugh, they, they, they don't look brilliant. You know, they really don't look good. Um, Sheffield Wednesday, obviously, they, they've got, they've got Tony Pulis now, don't they? I think actually. Yeah. Yeah. They got their first oh. point tonight. Yeah. Christ, that could so go on a series then, but yeah. Dave, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so late. This could be the first match, obviously, when uh, Nottingham Forest at home, when we also see fans return. Obviously, we get back to the way your prediction, but that would be an amazing thing for anyone who could go. 
Yeah, it's it's really exciting. Um, it's it felt so far away that when they announced that, um, first of all, I've lost all track of what time means. So when they mentioned <laughs> after the after the lockdown, you know, it, after December two expires, and then I realised that's next week. That's that's fantastic. Uh, obviously, a little too early for me. Uh, can't can't uh, solve aviation at the same time. But I'm I'm really happy that there's a good chance that. Uh, we'll get some Reading fans in the in the grounds again for sure. What's your prediction then from those three games? Do you think we'll pick up more than five points there, Dave, or are you kind of going to go big? I think we've got a win and two draws in there, and I don't know which way around they're going to be. I'll be honest. Um, I I think we'll beat Forest. I think Wednesday we're going to be in danger of underestimating them um, that, for for those two for sure. But yeah, I think uh, a, a win and two draws. Yeah, well, if we look at Sheffield Wednesday, they're 23rd in the league, as we said, because obviously these things can change because it's a couple of weeks away. Um, Forest at 20th. Um, yeah, I, I'm sorry, I'm just doing that and I'm just noticing Derby at the bottom. That is kind of beautiful, isn't it? But <laughs> it's kind of, kind of, it's amazing the team's down there at the moment. It could change very, very quickly. But I mean, personally, I think we should be looking at least six points there. I think we should be both Sheffield Wednesday and Forest, but I know the way the Reading will do it. We'll probably beat Bristol City and then go and uh, just somehow beat one of the other teams. So it would be great to see that. I'm kind of hoping there's more optimism about the Reading fans at the moment. I know there was a lot of disappointment after the game against Bournemouth because if we would have managed to win there, it would have felt like a real kind of statement. And I hate using that word because everything feels like a statement in football now. But it would have been, wow, we've gone to Bournemouth, a team we hate playing. So we were quite emotional after that, weren't we, man? Yeah, we were. But I think we've got a very easy get-out-of-jail card to have the best Christmas period ever. We start a GoFundMe page and we get Dave Stevens back to the UK after last year's <laughs> uh, after last year's absolute amazing run yeah. he brought us. I think a GoFundMe page should be started and we'll ship him back. We don't need airplanes. All, all we all we need is a paddle and go across the go across the uh, across the pond, and we'll get we'll get twelve out of twelve of the next four. That's true. We should also remember that uh, Sheffield Wednesday got a points deduction in there as well, so uh, <laughs> a little bit better off. But we're just twelve, and now it's down to six. I'm pretty sure now. So thank you for everyone for joining us. Uh, it's been a slightly better upbeat one today, and I've enjoyed that. Let's keep up this plan. So thanks a lot. Cheers. You ask.